Hey guys, if this music does not sound familiar to you, it might be because you have not yet watched the Netflix original series Jessica Jones. Well, I am here to let you know that there are some major spoilers ahead for this show. So, if you haven't seen it, you may want to skip past that part at the start of episode 8B. So, you have been warned. And please excuse the audio quality of this podcast. Due to some technical difficulties, the sound in some parts of the episode may sound a little off. Anyways, thanks for listening and enjoy the Random Fandom Podcast. At the time of this recording, it's a little after 8 o'clock on a Saturday night. Well, in the spirit of Bruno Mars and Uptown Funk, it's Saturday night and we're in the spot. Don't believe us? Just listen to the Random Fandom Podcast. We're upstairs in Brandon Jules' house. We're having fun. Did someone die here? Why did you get this house so cheap? Uh, Yeah, Uh, Indian burial ground situation. Don't don't ask. Poltergeist knowledge coming through. We have got a great eighth episode for you. This is a hard eight. You've heard the term hard eight? Do you know what that originates from? My pants. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> no, come on, be realistic. Hard three? I'd give you four. Uh, I believe it's a movie with Sam Jackson. I think it's a term to use to describe billiards. Like when you sink the eight ball too early, I think that's a hard eight. Or okay. hardeight.com yeah. too. It's like a porn site. Anyways, we are here. We've got a great eighth episode for you. We're going to get into all the stuff that makes it random and fandom. we got geeky topics, TV shows, lots of video games to get into. We've got a special guest that's going to talk Overwatch with us. Overwatch has arrived, and the Blizzard fanboys are licking its balls. Deservedly so? Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. Mm. No, 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 we don't know yet. I mean, we're going to no. We'll discuss that. Yeah. Some we, people are very briny. They're already salted up. They're good to go. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Barnacles are going to start forming. And we've got other stuff to get into as well. And if time allows, maybe Brandon will let me talk Game of Thrones. Oh, this isn't Ooh. a Game of Thrones podcast. I know, but it would... Anyways, I'm, I would like to talk Game of but Thrones. But it's random fandom. You should be able to. It's random. Anything you want. Thank you for knowing that. That's our guest you're hearing from. His name is Kevin. You want to talk a little bit about your friend Kevin? It's my, it's my friend Kevin. So good. That <laughs> hi, guys. A little bit. Yeah, that thank you. For thank you. A little bit about it. Say hi, Kevin. Hey, what's up, gang? Uh, so Kevin is a world famous IGN writer. <laughs> world famous, world renowned. World renowned. As soon as people start reading it, <laughs> <laughs> it's in the making. Little known facts: you do need a lot of readers to be world famous. Yeah. You can't just write well. IGN's operating at like a galaxy level, and he's just got it at the world level. I'm like but Daredevil, micromanaging the heck out of like four or five city blocks. But doing a great job, by the <laughs> way. So we have some. <laughs> we have some uh, fake sponsors that we want to thank for making this podcast completely. They make it what it is, which is nothing. Yeah. Let's just be, it's but not we're right. practicing. So yeah. they, let's uh, take a minute to tell you guys about a really cool dating site that I recently discovered. In fact, I just had a, a personal little account uh, yesterday, and I want to tell you guys about it. Um, if you're like me, you love your meat, right? Mm. I love your meat, too. No, that's M-E-E-T. So I want to tell you guys a little <laughs> bit about a, uh, a very cool website that's helped me along in my dating life called GrocerystoreMeat.com, M-E-E-T. It's an online dating arrangement service in which two carefully selected users are connected at a local grocery store for a blind date. And here's what you do. You go online at GrocerystoreMeat.com, take the personality quiz to find out which grocery store you'll be assigned to, and they'll 
produce another user <laughs> with a matching profile for you to meet. So if you're annoying and snobby, you're going to be meeting up at Whole Foods. Or if you're just a slob, you're going to go to the <laughs> grocery section of your local Walmart. Or maybe in Safeway. Safeway is kind of gross nowadays. Anyways, you can all... What happens if you, you meet up at Grocery Outlet? Or Rayleigh's. You're going to have a bad time. <laughs> but that's the cool thing. At least you're going to be have a bad time with someone who's compatible. Right. Because they take a personality sense. quiz too. Let me finish telling you about it, Brandon and Kevin. Okay. So you can also rate your date on a scale of 10 items or less. Oh, that's fantastic. Remember, this is grocerystoremeat.com. And depending on how the meat goes, you may just be sampling each other's meat later. That's M-E-A-T. Visit grocerystoremeat.com and click the free sample link to activate your first meat for no charge. Also, enter the promo code coldcuts to take a cool 15% off all additional monthly fees. That's grocery store meat mm. with two ease.com. And here's what they're going to help you do. They're going to help you get the meat you've been looking for and get that meat without all that cheese. Oh, that's delicious. What? <laughs> if anyone's lost, it's not real. It's fake. Brandon, you're looking up shit on the internet, so this doesn't count. I was checking to see if grocery store meat actually exists. <laughs> that was an act. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you might want to make sure like that's not actually a real thing. Are we good? Are we in the thing. clear? We're not going to yeah, get sued? Yeah. Okay. So let's get that domain. Thank you very much to all our fake sponsors. And check out all our past fake sponsors. Uh, I actually went into a gas station looking for albacore because I really needed to like tighten this up. Thank and, you. The word is out. You know, It wasn't in the, the bargain bin like yeah. at all whatsoever. That's because it's sold out. Yeah, Yeah, because it's so hot after we plugged the shit out (laughs) of it. Yeah. I would plug Jessica Alba. It works. I just said something about Jessica Alba and they shoot me out. Yeah. Like, no. Go by by Gigli again. Darn rotten Robbies. They are rotten. Gigli? Is that how you pronounce (laughs) it? Gigli? 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 I've been saying it wrong my whole life then. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares about that movie. But that's what I'm saying. But just to be clear, it's Gigli. It's like calling shit shite. It's still shit. Touche. It's still shit. Yeah. It is what it is. No one cares. Now that we've taken care of the people who are not taking care of us, let's get into the real meat of the geek. Not <laughs> This is M-E-A-T. Sorry, I got meat on the brain. Brandon, what's up first? So you and I had some time to play Doom, so I want to get into that. So let's get into some video games. Kevin. Yes, Brandon. Have you played Doom yet? I haven't played Doom yet. I have seen a lot about it, and it looks pretty fantastic. Um, it is. Everyone seems to be having a lot of fun with it. It's fun. It's yeah. quite the energetic romp. It's uh, loved it, all the originals. It uh, and Brandon back me up on this, but you know, I think Doom really captures the spirit of the original. Um, right when I jumped in, immediately I noticed that I'm running forty miles per hour everywhere. All not the, sure where to go. Not re, yeah, not really sure where to go. Um, the the bad guys are brutal and fierce, but at the same time, you just make easy work of them. And very numerous too. Very numerous. Yeah. The whole game is incredibly brutal, and the entire time, just from the very very beginning, I was like, "All right, good job, Bethesda." Like I I feel like you've captured the spirit. Of the original game. It's such an interesting game for somebody like Bethesda to do because you don't necessarily see like something like Doom come from them since they like acquired id right. from like everything else that they've done. Like it's hard to see them go from like Fallout to Doom, but they do it very gracefully. Right. They excel and have really kind of become popular in this 
open world style game and they've gone they've branched out a little bit right with dishonored i would i would say this yeah. is oh, a little bit dishonored 2 oh, is going to be great um but the fact that they've gone to something that is very scaled down and linear and granted um i would say the right word would be arena where you are in sometimes a big arena where mm-hmm. you're running around jumping over platforms and you're you know you're using your weapons to to pretty much it's one of those situations where you're always all right kill all the baddies and then we'll open a door for you oh, okay it, it, it kind of does that a lot so but it forces you into a fight you can't just run to the next you checkpoint. can't just run to the next checkpoint it very very often actually you have to kill every single one and then there's some sort of that you know that space station pleasant voice like you know uh demon presence cleared or something like that that you hear in this so station. what's controlling that door? Like, are the demons? Is there one guy with like a lever, and he's like, "I'll let you go into this next door until you kill all my baddies." There is actually a little bit of a story element to that. Granted, Doom has never been story driven, and it's not narrative right. driven. Yeah, and it's very yeah. much like that. It reminds me a lot of like an old Resident Evil boss: five minute countdown, and you can't get through the door. The door will not open until the de- bad guy's dead, and right. then the reassuring computer voice comes on. All signs clear, or something like that. Oh, okay. And then the okay. green lights up, and then you're on to the next level. The only real selection you have is kind of what weapons you use mm-hmm. and how you approach the fight. Do you want to go head on? Because unlike so many, like 99 out of 100 first person shooters nowadays, you don't have regenerative health. You get a health bar, which is awesome to me. Which I love is, that. Uh, taking it back to the original. Yeah. And how many times do we keep hitting X or whatever is equivalent to reload? On, to reload. And, and there's, no there's no reload. Right. That's awesome. So and you just keep switching. To there is no, re- there's no reload in it. Nope. No reload. Oh man. You shoot till you're out. Oh, see, that adds like a total different layer of tension to the player that yes. like right. you're not used to if you play, if you come in from other shooters or anything like right. that. Right. They do a good job of uh, a lot of the weapons will have kind of this secondary option. And, and in some cases you're holding the button down for a little bit to, gain uh, a more yeah more charge more power (laughs) to that shot uh which is great but and that's the only thing you're really waiting for on the weapons there's yeah there's really not that's really interesting yeah it it is um and i think you know let's let's talk about some of the things that we really really liked about this some and then maybe get into some of the things that we didn't but i think the weapons are one of my favorite things about that entire game it's pretty much the same catalog of weapons from the first two and to a lesser extent number three but with great upgrading capabilities. Yes. Yeah, it, it pays so much homage and it's so aware of where it became popular, but with modern day technology. It didn't become a Call of Duty, you know, just like completely right. just abandon what made it popular in the first place. Absolutely. They, they definitely pay homage to that uh, all the time because don't they throw in like hidden levels of like, and it's all retro skins yes. and yeah. retro textures and there, everything I like that. I just saw a secret the other day online where you find a little collectible figure of the very first Doom guy and it plays music from the first Doom game. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, you do, that, that happens a lot. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. That's like one of those common collectibles. I just never found them. Um, but yeah, it, I, 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 they do a lot to throw back to the original. And this is exactly what players wanted mm-hmm. in a Doom remake. This is what uh, Duke Nukem wishes it was. It could have done. Yeah. And this is what we all wanted Duke Nukem to be. Yeah. We wanted something that felt like the original Duke Nukem but with modern technology, upgraded graphics, to the point where you you uh, get all of the nostalgia that you want from it. Do you feel like you're a better Duke Nukem in this game than you were in the actual yes. the, the newest yes. Duke Nukem game? Exactly. Because the, um, well, I want to call him the protagonist, but he's he's definitely the anti-hero. Yeah. But um, 
in in so many instances in this game, and this is not really a spoiler because it literally happens kind of right near the beginning. Uh, every you know, you've got that voice talking to you, telling you what to do, where to go, and he might say, "Be very careful with this. Uh, you have to push this button and this button and do this to disarm it." And then your character just gets fed up and just starts smashing it, and just <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy on that's the, awesome. That's and the not guy on the you voice. see all the time. Yeah, and then the guy who's uh, uh, speaking to you, telling you what to do, he's like, "What have you done?" <laughs> and, you, and you just like, "Fuck you!" Like I, you're helping them out of necessity, like because you want to just get through this. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, you're not afraid to screw them over and be a total ass to them. And I love that. I love that about the character. And it, and that's where uh, Duke Nukem would come into play. Duke Nukem right. would have that same style. Bravado and yes, like exactly. that crass towards the authoritative figure yes. in, in the game. Exactly. Um, but I think that added a, a lot of spice to this game. So, you know, I like I said, I love this game in so many ways. I think there's so much good things to talk about. But there are some pieces that totally didn't work for me. And one of them that is just glaring in my mind is all of the platforming aspects. But I'm talking about when you have to get from a bottom level of something and you have to jump across a bunch of moving pieces to get all the way up to the top. And you just, you you know, so often you're like... You feel like they need to throw a Yoshi in there to make it a little easier. (laughs) Yes. Like, basically what happens is that there's something moving and you're standing around looking around going, okay, I'm not sure what to jump on. I think I'm going to jump on that thing right there. And you just fall to your death. And that you're just, just like, like bad level design almost. It kind of like which punishes is, the player for like doing what they, what you should be doing in, yes, a, in a way. Just trying, right? And yeah. testing. But the problem is, is everything in that game is great level design up until those platforming right. aspects of the game, which I thought, because the game is so fast paced and I'm sure what they were trying to do was balance that out by making it slow down a little bit and giving you some platforming so that you're not constantly fighting bad guys and they're like okay let's switch it around but at the same time if you're used to this incredibly fast paced game system and and then then you pump the brakes and 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 you're like uh and you're just kind of like looking around looking up it's like being in a racetrack and then there's a stoplight and then the stoplight just won't turn green and you're like this is totally (laughs) killing my buzz right now that's a really good analogy the platforming especially that one part where they have it on display for 15 20 minutes Mm -hmm. it's its own level when you're trying to climb that tower like you said it really just kind of slowed the progress to a screeching halt that didn't work for me the only other thing that kind of doesn't work for me i like the idea of the glory kills but i think they're too reliant on it it's a shooter not a a melee game and i understand why they do it because then they'll reward you with extra ammo or health and they purposely systematically put you in situations where you're about to run out of ammo and so you need to get that glory kill. But it's just, I feel like the game's a little too reliant on it. I like the concept. I like that it's something new, but just too much for me. But here's why I actually don't mind it. Because in every other first-person shooter game, when you get shot and you're low on health, your natural instinct is to run away and get behind something and hide so that your health can regenerate. What they did is they totally threw that on its head and said, hey, if you're low on health, you better start charging those bad guys. You've got to, exactly. You've got to actually get deeper into it, which it raises the stakes. Yeah, that's really Um, interesting because you're right. Like you don't see that very often in games like that, like almost ever. 
um, where yeah. it like forces the player out of their comfort zone of like, I got to run into trouble right now exactly. and try to get something cool out of it. Something I do like, just bring it back to a positive level, and then we'll probably start uh, switching gears up a little bit. But I did like how they still include the exploding barrels. I love exploding barrels. I think that's so cool. It's very sleek in this game. It's yeah. subtle and it's not too often, but just like Doom did before, just like other games did even before Doom. I'm okay with that. I, I yeah. love my exploding barrels, so thanks for keeping that alive. Yep. Cool. So what would you give it on a, your scale of 1 to 10 or however you want to scale it? What's your Doom grade? So I'll first say that Metacritic gives it an 85. Huh. I <laughs> that's so funny. Is that why? I would have said 85. I would have said 8.5 on a scale of 1 to 10 for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, literally. Um, I, I'm not going to give it that high because um, though I liked so much about this game, the repetitive gameplay and just the same baddies over and over and over again and just these waves of enemies, it did get tiring. And it got to the point where I'd play this game for a half hour and I'd just get tired of it, and then I'd want to turn on another game. Sure. So I liked it in small little hors d'oeuvre bite-sized pieces. Uh, tapas, I believe, is oh, the term. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I Thank like you. it in tapas-sized yeah. uh, bites. Yeah, that's a Shakira song. Tapas-sized bites for me and my friends. Shakira, Shakira, Shakira. Taquitos. But I would give it closer to 70. Cool. That's what I would go. Right on. And Kevin, I hope you get a chance to play it soon. Kevin, it sounds, yeah, it sounds it like it's really, really fun. As somebody who hasn't played this game, what do you give it? Mm, I give it uh, two, two out of two Brandons. I give Solid. it two out of two Brandons. That's pretty good. What's up uh, <laughs> with, what else? What else are we going to talk about in terms of games? I want to talk about Nintendo. I want you to talk about Nintendo. Which is weird because. I don't because... know much about this, so take the reins. Well, something super not... brutal to something super bright and cheery. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, as we all know, after coming out with the most popular gaming system of the past generation with the Wii, they in the, then they came out with the Wii U, which nobody really bought. There no. was no third-party developers. Really no third-party support. No, they jumped that. off ship. Yeah. 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 Barely any first-party support, like, at all. Yeah. Right, right out of the gate. It just and where's lost that steam. Zelda game that we were promised? Right. Right, for Wii U. No, here's a, a, a remastered version instead of Twilight Princess. Yeah. And yeah. so... Um, Unfortunately, Nintendo has lost a lot of stock, and I mean that both figuratively and literally. Yeah, um, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, so, so gamers are kind of um, stepping back from Nintendo, and Nintendo sees this, obviously, and the numbers have been dropping. So not only are they doing their uh, Nintendo NX system, which they are keeping close to the chest right now. Um, yeah, no one knows much about it other than the, the name. Right, it, but you know, we're hoping that it kind of revitalizes the Nintendo brand. But I think one of the things that they're kind of looking at is how do we go beyond our games? They've got incredible IPs with Mario and Zelda and, I mean, just run the whole gamut there. They want to start making animated movies with their IPs, with, their, with their characters. I love this idea. I agree with you, but here's what the thing I wonder. Do they want to start small like DC does theirs and Marvel does some of their smaller animated movies straight to a streaming service or DVD? Or do they want to, sorry, scratch your elbow. Do they want to go big picture and go straight to the, you know, the big screen? Um, I think they should start small. Kind yeah. of prod the audience. They need to test, bit. yeah, they need to test the audience, test yeah, the waters exactly. and see but, how everything. Um, I would love a proper Zelda 
film adaptation. Oh, yes. That would be awesome. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's like clearly the best be like uh, franchises that they have and they need, they just don't do enough with like, there's such big gaps in between everything. Yeah. Uh, I totally agree with the Zelda thing, but I, I, I have to disagree with the fact that I don't think that they should jump in the, in the kiddie pool first, because if they're going to start with these smaller shorts, that means that they're not going to have very big budgets. And when you don't have a very big budget on something like this, it, it has the capability to not be written well, not be directed well. Uh, the graphics. But if they're owning everything, well. they should be should be relatively okay. If they're like saying we're making it internally ourselves, like we're gonna put like our right. writers on it. Right. But I guess my my point though is that if if they want to make a triple A blockbuster movie, Pixar style or Lego movie right. style, like you mentioned, um, they can. I, I did mention it. No one mentioned the Lego movie up until now. It's just, it's just you. Like, like I just mentioned <laughs> right now. The Lego movie, like like you just heard me say. Okay, thank yeah. you. Um, <laughs> that's weird. I totally swore you said that. If they can if they can pull out a triple A title, a blockbuster triple A title, it's going to require some money to be put in there. And if they just are gonna test the waters first, then they're not gonna have that big bang through the door. And I think that's what they need. They need like, don't you want them to test the waters though first to see where to throw that big money at and to see like what's going to get them the biggest reward? Do you think they have to? Well, I mean, you just mentioned they they tried Link, to do it with the Zelda. Wii U and they like went into it of like thinking it was going to be this huge smash hit off the coattails of the Wii and then like that totally backflopped on them. Right, but that's a little bit different than I guess in the movies. I think that yeah, I, I think there's two things here to look at. One they were talking about they're making their own movies, right? right? I actually think that's a little bit of a mistake because mm-hmm. movies are not their forte. Characters are. Yeah. Sometimes storytelling is, but making movies is not. And so they're going to have to put a whole bunch of money into people who are just doing this for the first time. So what would and be like scary. your perfect version of like a Nintendo movie or a property coming out that they're going to do with this? So what I think they should do is they should work with a studio that is known to make good movies. You know, I don't know. I don't know who, but get with Pixar or something like that um, and do some sort of partnership where it's like, hey, we own the property of Legend of Zelda or Link and, and that whole universe. Mm-hmm. We own that. We are going to create the story, but we are going to get your input on how this is built, how the marketing gets done, and and you know, kind of everything that goes along with the release of a movie. Because then you get the best of both worlds. You get movie professionals making a movie, you get game professionals writing the story that was originally intended. Yeah, yeah. And intended. Ooh. Nice. That's you. so good. That's so good. Yay. I personally would love to see, and it'd probably be like a, a small time release. Like, let's say they go big screen, but in between they have little holdovers, like straight to DVD. I would love to see a, like, I don't know, like it could be like 50 minutes, like a kind of a shorter feature adaptation of Luigi's Mansion. I think that would be fun for kids oh, and yeah. like see, with Boo and That'd be a good like one. That. And I would love to see like a an adult themed, that sounded weird, not an adult theme, but like a movie made for adults, uh, exploring the Metroid universe. Like it could be yes. PG 13. It could have some violence. It could have some yeah. really cool looking aliens. Just do an over the top sci-fi yeah. thing with that. Yeah. That's such a good universe to do that too. Well, and let's think about it. Like I, Sony tried to, uh, not Sony, excuse me, Square tried to make movies out of some of their properties. 
Um, there was the two different versions of uh, Final Fantasy. There's Advent Children, mm-hmm. right? And then there was the other one. I'm now forgetting the name of Spirits Within. Oh, God. And that shouldn't even been dubbed a Final n- Fantasy movie. Yeah, pretty lame. <laughs> so as long as they don't get that treatment, I'm open to it. But yeah, Nintendo definitely needs to do some brand ambassadoring and re-imaging. And yeah. if it takes a movie to get them, like, remind people of why they fell in love with Nintendo 30 years ago because of the characters, yeah. go for it. It's too bad it's just taken them this long to do it. Like, yeah, it really, right? Yeah, it's like, like why, I, why it come to I really, really wish desperate. they were doing this, like, 10 years ago almost. That would have been, like, perfect. Well, they've been uh, quoted, and I say they. I, I don't know the names of them, but, you know, executive-level people at Nintendo. Oh, Nishimesa Amasaya. <laughs> yes, that one. Honestly, yes. That, that's sounds, that sounds like... Sounds no, I, right. I forget his name, but as soon as I hear it, I recognize <laughs> Um, they've been quoted in saying we've taken a stab at this before with our with our. Um, but that was so long ago. The live right. action Mario but Brothers was, movie, oh, but it was so which bad. I loved deeply. <laughs> <laughs> and you've never been sarcastic hold, in your life, right? Don't hold a place in our hearts because we yeah, were right. young. They tried something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because we were young and we didn't know any better. We didn't know what a good movie was. We just knew that we loved. It had Dennis yeah. Hopper. It should have been good. And John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. Who went on to be a Violator, which was awesome. Uh, Violator? In the Spawn movie? Oh, yes. Sorry, you know, I thought you were talking about your, your dildo again. Oh, no. God. This time, I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let's move on. Nintendo, make good movies. Long story short, right? Yeah. Yep. Whether it's big Pretty screen much. or small screen. Yeah. And get your name back yeah. out Too there. bad it took this long, but I'm glad they're doing it. Really want to see what comes out of there. Before we do end it, though, I, I do want to just mention... I kind of hope that they take the Marvel Cinematic Universe style of storytelling with this, where they have... Like everything's connected? Where everything's connected. So they have one universe where Mario and Link and, uh, you know, Donkey Kong and all these characters that we love are in the same universe. And then, so you can set it up in, in, in creating some origin stories. And then you have like one movie where they might come together. Like Civil War. Like a yes, or a Smash War, a Smash, Smash, Bro- Smash Brothers, a Smash Brothers War, War, War yeah, yeah. Through a series of misunderstandings and some framings and some growing tension, they end up having to brawl it out. Yes, That'd be like awesome that would if they be awesome. The airport scene with Nintendo characters, I would like, be, I'd be for it. Mario scene versus scene, Luigi, choose your side. I would like to see Beautiful Joe make a cameo. Oh yes, that was one of Capcom's one of their finest gems. games. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of airport scenes in Smash Brothers. They're fighting on airplanes. That's true. There's there's levels where you're doing that. Let's do right. it. Right, roaming around on our Wait, So are we talking about video games or movies now? We've kind of like had a little hybrid. We blurred the lines. Yeah. Let's get back to more about games. Overwatch. It is here finally, but now that it's here... I think all the other games just vanished off the face of the earth, at least on gamers. It did tongues. for me. It yeah. did like I'm so addicted to this game right now. It's it's unbelievable. Now, are you a Blizzard fanboy? By Not chance? a huge Blizzard fanboy. I do enjoy their games, but I don't play their games only religiously. Exactly. Like, that's, so there's not, no, that's not my only time sink. And there's everything. no snobbery happening right, here. Right. Yeah. The only thing I never knew about Blizzard, or I do not know, I should say, of any other first person shooter they've ever done. No, this is a totally new foray. The only and it other seems thing, like yeah, they're right. That like it's like their wheelhouse. This right. game is beautiful, and they just great. figured it out like out of nowhere, and you were like, "We didn't know you were good at this. Good job." Well, it took them a while though. I mean, like you had mentioned that you it kind of snuck up on you that yeah. you, you didn't see this game kind of coming. I I saw it coming because I I feel like they were repping this game quite a bit 
in advance for me just because they were really just hinting at, oh my God, look at what we've done. And then all of the channels that cover any sort of gaming news was all over this because it was something completely different for Blizzard. Blizzard has been doing... I don't want to say the same thing forever. Very fantasy kind of driven. I, yes, that's yeah. kind of the way I feel. Is like they've Very been strategy. Although there is a fair amount of strategy to this game too. There you, is so much, it. so much. Yeah, yeah. but like uh, you could kind of say that so many of their universes are very similar, and then they come out with something like this that is completely new. And like right. you said, a first-person shooter. And so I kind of felt like from the beginning of this, like when it was kind of first announced that they're going to be doing something different, I was hearing about it. We finally had a chance to dive into it. I know you played the beta. You spent most of the time doing the training. We yeah. have finally had a chance to dive into it last <laughs> night. Thank you for buying it. I'm your friend again. Friendship renewed. All right. For at 60 least, bucks. Worth it. Totally worth it. But um, we're going to turn things over to our guest, Kevin, because he has a strong connection with this game. So, so Kevin, tell us a little bit about uh, your recent publishing as it relates to Overwatch. Yeah. Um, I wrote an article about uh, this game uh, because it seemed... After all the reviews that have come out, one thing that has been super, super apparent is that it get it hasn't been getting any flack for not having any single player whatsoever. What uh, single player? <laughs> you know, the thing, you're just like, you don't want to play with other people. You don't want to hear people talk about your mom. So you just kind of like zone out. Or you don't want to hear little kids. Little kids yeah. Little kids just in their, in their house. Mom, five going, more minutes. Mom, I can't. This is a live game. I can't pause it, mom. Letting everyone know that they're six. <laughs> But like almost like every other uh, first-person shooter that's like of this caliber has some sort of campaign for you to sink your teeth into to get comfortable in the world to get your feet wet in there, uh, and then you can kind of switch it over to multiplayer. Whereas like that's not here and that's not really mentioned almost anywhere on the internet. Like it seems to be getting a free pass comparatively to something like Titanfall, which got totally kind of it got knocked. Flambeed for it. It kind of sure. got flambeed for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like some it of did. the no flambeed. I just I, that's, flambe. No, is that a word? That's just that's new to me. I watch a lot. Of I like it. I like the word. So I know it. Okay. It's, well, it's, getting, it's it right a good afterwards. Yeah, and I, was like, I liked it. And I was like, I, I just, liked it so much. It was it was so I, just I think flambe is when you set alcohol on fire. <laughs> I think I'm not sure. You know what? That. Then I 100 yeah, so agree with you. So somebody took out uh, Titanfall and poured a bunch of alcohol in it and set it on fire for it. Yeah. So so I want to know. I want to know what your opinion is on this matter. They're not getting much crap for for not. No, having it's, a it's really player. it's really overlooked. Why do you think that is? It's I think it's because of the way uh, versus other shooters that do this. You kind of have a loadout and you pick it. You go run around. You do your own thing. Whereas in this one, it's considered like a hero type shooter. So you pick your character and you have to play that character the way that character is built. Like you can't really. You're not this nameless, faceless hero like in Call of Duty or Titanfall, where you're just some dude running around with your particular loadout that you like. Um, so it really changes the team dynamic, um, and it's not just like who gets the most headshots. It's not just like a team deathmatch game. It is working with your teammates. Uh, it's more skill based in that way versus reactionary. Uh, of I see you running there, I'm gonna shoot you here. Yes, it's part of that, but there's a lot more to it. But then why do you? Th- I mean, but then what's the reason though that you think that it hasn't been getting a lot of slack? I have my ideas, but I just kind of want to hear yours and. I think it's because they nuance character developments, or not not even development, just like snippets of little Easter eggs within the game. It's so meticulously placed with every detail that they have for like every character. Like if you, for instance, like if you pick two of the same characters that have some sort of connection that you didn't know about, and then before the match starts, you're in this little spawn room, and they'll have like a little line of dialogue or two kind of going back to 
back to one of each other. Uh, and it just kind of opens up that world. And you're like, oh, there was a connection there I had no idea about. So it gets you as a player a little bit more invested into that world with besides just whereas Titanfall, you fly in, you fall down and you shoot people. And there's no real connection there besides I'm going to shoot you. Yeah, I, I, I actually completely agree. I think this is what makes the, this is where the difference comes from between Overwatch and all of the other games, mm-hmm. like a Call of Duty or like a Titanfall, where an on, the online portion is 90% of what people play, right? Yeah. In those other games. Or, well, actually, in Titanfall, it's 100% because there is no. <laughs> right. But I mean, if you look at something like Call of Duty, 90% of the people are buying it for the online aspect. Right. And then there's that 10% that will play the the single player. I only play the single player in Call of Duties every time they come out. Actually, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I um, can't hang online any, anymore with those games. It's a right. different animal on Call of Duty. Oh, uh, yeah. But with with all of those uh, um, previously mentioned games, there's no character development at all. There's no feeling of individualism, meaning that like when you're playing a character, you're choosing between the same weapons and the same powers as everybody else. And yes, you can customize it a little bit here and there. Right. So you can sort of feel like you're creating that character. But but it's your own that, depth. And there's no depth yes. within the world for the player to grasp onto to like emulate themselves onto the character. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like I feel like there's no personality right. in those games. Is the oh, absolutely. Yeah, Whereas totally. Overwatch is full of personality. Every single character is so unique, mm-hmm. not only in their powers and abilities and um, and their weapons and all that, and their style of fighting, but really what makes them different is they all look and feel like they have different personalities and different origins. But they all feel part of the same world too, yes. which is fantastic for like how diverse this cast is. Like everybody feels like they are part of the same world. Uh, even in the level design, like everything has its own character even within there. Uh, it's really cool because it's like you can see where all these characters that you're choosing from kind of live live out their lives or where they come from and that type of thing. And so it adds even a little bit more depth right, right there. Um, so I think in that regards, I think that's why it is getting a kind of a free pass on the lack of flack uh, on top of it. And I understand because the game knows what it wants to be. It wants to be yeah. an online collaborative effort. I just think that from watching the opening sequence, the, um, when Winston the gorilla is explaining, you know, basically the very little of a story that there is. By the way, I'm going to sidebar myself, but it kind of just took the story from The Incredibles. Like, we were here, yeah, you know, absolutely. and we used to make it exactly. through And But then they got rid of us, and now we have to come back again because there's bad people in the world. But it never th- stops. We're it, always yeah, here. It's perpetual yeah. cycle. I think they just missed an opportunity. I think what they should have done is they should have just had like a little three-hour campaign in which you just pick up right from where Winston, Winston signs off, right, and go joins the fray in the battle. And then you could just like kind of play against a faceless enemy just to get your chance to get your, the shooting down just like the training does which right. online training is cool by the way I do like that it idea is. but I just feel like they could just give you a 30 minutes with each character or something like that introduce their abilities you could be I don't know um, one of the the sol- like you could be the soldier and rendezvous with the dwarf who has the cybernetic uh, arm and yeah. I forget his name Thunder- Torborn he's one Thank of my you. favorites yeah 
Uh, or like you can meet up with Junkrat, and then mm-hmm. th- th- then the story goes from his perspective until he meets up with this person, like right. Mortal Kombat did. In 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 the yeah, Mortal Kombat that did Mortal a great Kombat version of that. Yes, so yeah. they did that did exact really same thing, and that's exactly where ha- I just like, think that's a missed opportunity for, like you said, maybe yes. the ten percent of people who would actually want to know a little bit about these characters, and then that way, hopefully, that would parlay you better into online, just knowing a little bit about their strengths. Now, for the online component, which is this game. Um, it's weird. You don't even have to say component. So just for this game, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the characters are diverse, and I like how it's not just one character for a class. Like when we play Battlefield Two, oh, I need to support you know someone with a shotgun and rocket launcher to take down this helicopter. Right. Again, faceless. Just I have these weapons. Nothing else differentiates me. I like how not only do they have classes, but they have different characters with slightly different but still similar abilities within the class. You it's know. a very checks and balance yeah. system that they it's have. It's incredibly diverse. Yeah. And I love that they tell you that when you're when, when you're, you're picking out your team and when you're yeah. going and choosing your team, oh, it'll right. tell you. It'll tell you. No sniper. You have, yeah, no defense. Too or, many tanks. Or yes, something exactly. Like that. I actually like that. It makes yeah. you. It makes you instead of going to the thought, same character that you. Thought. Yeah, and yeah. and strategy and it, and team building because the average player in an online game like this has one character that they stick with, and what this yep. game is really trying to do is make you go a little bit outside of your comfort zone and try something different. Right. And, they're kind and of not just have that. your same loadout as you would in Call of Duty yes. or Tidefall or something like that. Yes, and so they're constantly pushing that. Here's another idea that I think would be great for a story mode is um, make it so that every character has a three to five minute video just getting a little bit of their origin, just getting a little bit more of their personality um, so you have a better understanding of where that character comes from mm-hmm. and unlock that at like a level five or a level 10 for each character. And what that would do is it would incentivize the player to play each character up to a certain point to whereas they kind of truly understand that character. Oh yeah. And so that you can really pick out the character that would fit for you off of experience, not just going to Bastion playing as a tank and going, oh my God, I'm murdering everybody. Right. And then you're like, this is my guy. Because right now, that's the only incentive to really change your character is if like you are getting hammered and then you have that checks of balancing system yeah. to choose somebody else. And that, that's really your only incentive to like play somebody else. Right. At the Which is still a good incentive in game yeah. to be able to do that. But I feel like there's not enough. And I feel like, as you mentioned, Brandon, Winston kind of explains this world in this, uh, um, you know, world of superheroes where... Now people are starting to question, is it worth it because there's too much collateral damage? But I feel like what they did is they set up this world and then didn't deliver on any story behind any of it. Yeah, now go escort this car because yeah, how people d- don't trust us anymore. And if, it's, <laughs> and if it's a world full of heroes, why are they fighting each other? I think they had all that <laughs> set up. Like they were originally working on a new MMO like called Titan. Uh, and then they scrapped it and then we're like, well, we have all these assets now. What do we do? And we're like, well, these guys are making like a little shooter component over here. This looks like a lot of fun. Let's do that. And that's kind of like, I think that's where a lot of that came from. Cause it's like all the, all those years of developments have just like gone, but you have all this stuff left over. Like, what do you do with it? Um, so I think they were kind of like stuck in the boat, uh, with something like that. But it doesn't mean they couldn't have added that on they couldn't they could have taken that game that they currently have and then said you know what let's flesh out each character just a little bit and however they want to do that but i just feel like i'm left wanting more and yeah. so oh, this totally. whole idea I agree. Of, of them not getting slack for it because the game is really good or I, because they're blizzard or yeah. or because or is it blizzard. just because yeah. they're blizzard on, that's let, the other let's thing let's face it some yeah. people are just apologists or just yes you know 
brand. Some people brand like, fanboys. Is or, that what it is? I was is? gonna say loyalists. Oh That's yeah. The word I wanted okay. To say. But either way, we know what we're trying to say. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you know what we're trying to say, <laughs> people that, out there? Yeah, and I think that that has something to do with it. Is that people love Blizzard so much? So much. And they are always. This is a new IP from Blizzard. Which and is rare. Yeah. Um, to have Almost it. everything they have right now has been like a subsequent sequel of something. To it or an extension. Yeah. Expansion Hearthstone action. was the only other like original thing that they came out with, but it's but based off an based, existing world. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. based off of Warcraft. Yeah. So um, this is something completely new. And I think everybody, like you said, is just happy to have that. But I still, I don't want to give them a pass on it because I, though I think they could put out a game like this and they have every right. They don't owe it to us. I guess that's right. the thing. They don't owe us anything because they put out a game that I would put like high up on the list. Like yeah. they're 90%, the developers, they're the storytellers. Kind of. yeah. yeah. But I, they made such a good game and such wonderful characters that I want, I'm like dying to find out what the story is well, that's good. behind these That's good. They're definitely characters. doing their drama at that point, too. I, I do but, agree. I but definitely, not coming through with it. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, I do agree. I want them to do definitely a little bit more with that world, and I'm excited to see more if they do something like that. It would be difficult with that diverse cast with, like, 21 different people to try to, like, force that onto the player of, like, playing a level with this person if you're not necessarily fond of that character. Yeah. And I think we should talk about, granted, it's been a limited a small sample size because mm-hmm. um, the game's so fresh. We just got our hands on it. You've been playing it for what a week or so now. Yeah, pretty solid, like extensively. For powered, sure. So like, yeah. still, there's still more to come, and there's more discoveries to be made. But let's have just a little quick discussion about our initial thoughts on the characters. Who are you feeling the most? Who are you feeling the least? Uh, I'll start. Yeah, I, yeah. I really like. I'm gonna forget her name now, but I like the assassin, the uh, the sniper. Oh, Widowmaker. Widowmaker. Yeah. Yes, K19 Widowmaker, starring Harrison Ford and Liam Neeson. I'll have you know. Uh, a movie about a sub- <laughs> Russian submarine. Uh, I think I really like her the, the most. And I just love how everyone's got something so good that you love about them that then so frustrating for her. Mm-hmm. The 200 health, you're done. Yeah. In a firefight. Really or, yeah. Um, but then, you know, if you want someone with 500 health, they're slow as hell and don't yep. have range. So it's just like, you know, just that give and take system that they have. It, yeah. And it's, it's very well done. It's, it's very frustrating, but very rewarding when it's working for you. Um, I think the only character, I think we. I've played with just every, just about everyone. The only character that I will, I, I don't think I'm going to change my tune on. He feels completely worthless. Is Winston? Unfortunately, like yeah, no, actually, I really kind of yeah, agree. Me too. He's yeah. pointless. What, what the hell it's does he very. Do? Re- I think I've run into like one, maybe two really good Winston players where I'm like, I can't get past this guy. But it's not really him. It's him working really well with the other team. Just maybe even dumb luck too. Yeah. And what's that Tesla gun? Does he charge your hybrid? Like, what is that? <laughs> I, I didn't kill anybody with that thing, even though I drained the full yeah. clip. Well, and so he's got, he's got that, um, that, that leap that reminds yeah. me of the left for dead hunter. Yeah. Right. Where you really have to be accurate with mm-hmm. your leap. Um, and then I if you make it, then it's powerful. But I mean, every single time I played, I'd overshoot, overshoot, overshoot. I just kind of felt like how I, I'm having a really hard time controlling this yeah. leap. All right. So who are you feeling? Okay. So, so I haven't really picked my character yet. Um, You're still finding it. I'm still finding that niche of character that I really like. The problem is Bastion. Yeah. Is Do you feel like he's OP? Is he totally overpowered? hundred percent overpowered. Yeah. Now when I start and I play as Bastion, I'm murdering people. Like yeah. I'm getting like super high kills. There's a good counter for him. Match. 
there is, but I don't think most people know that yet. And, mm. and I don't, and people aren't necessarily willing to change their character that they want to be just to kill the bastion character. Right. Cause you know, I mean, it's kind of like one of those things where you're like, well, I want to play as this character. I don't want this guy to force me to play as this other character. Yeah. Um, and so Bastion just kills it. I mean, how often does it like play the game? Oh, it's Bastion. Oh, it's as a always turret. the same characters and over and over. Yeah. So I have this thing where when I play as Bastion, I'm really good, but I know it's not just me being really good. It's the character is completely overpowered. Yeah. And I feel like that they need to rebalance that and maybe some updates, but that's just my opinion. To my surprise, I actually... Uh, started playing as Roadhog, and I actually like him. Yeah, um, he's a he's a fun guy with the the chain that you throw out. Yeah, pull somebody back, and a, usually a one shot with the shotgun, and that person's Boom, dead. Done. But it depends on who you chain. Yep, you chain another Roadhog. You're just stupid, <laughs> which I've done so many times. Yeah, because then he just shoots you with his shotgun. Absolutely, and you're like, oh, that was dumb. So, what about you, Kevin? What's your favorite character? My favorite character right now is May. She like freezes people. She's got oh, like the yeah. freeze gun, and she Eskimo shoots friends. up like yeah, absolutely. Um, she's, she's like cool. a perfect. I love her because like she she's she's pretty cool. All right. <laughs> she's yeah, a perfect counter for like controlling the entire battlefield when there is stuff like snipers up in a corner or uh, a bastion over in a corner. You just like uh, her survivability is really high because like she can become invulnerable and heal herself for a minute, and then you throw a um, ice wall up in front of people who are snipers or are bastions or there's turrets somewhere, and it kind of disables them from being able to do what they need to do and it gets your team in there uh, to take care of that you know one of my favorite things about this game is how you can be somebody who's a defense character like that and you can throw up a wall and how much damage that that wall blocks Mm -hmm. from the rest of the team is something that's counted in your actual score and everything right like so at the end rewards you for doing that properly so you know all too often, you can be some sort of defense or you can be some sort of support character. And there's almost never a point because the winners are always who gets most kills right. versus least deaths. Like you can, right? get a, you can get a play of the game for being a healer, for, yeah. for being mercy. That. It rewards cooperative play, not just Absolutely. like, I'm yes. going to run out like a Call yeah. of Duty fanboy and yep. just try and murder everyone to have the highest KD ratio. That doesn't right. matter anymore. And that's what I really appreciate this game celebrating. And I've yet to see anyone kicked off, but I'm excited for that because I know Blizzard said that before after the beta came out before the game released they, they were going to ban cheaters like and per- so that's permaban. nullifying a 60 yeah. dollar purchase right? great yeah yeah it's happened a lot already they said they banned like 1500 people over in china already just for playing with bots wow jeez yeah crazy good for blizzard and not only i mean we've been talking about the the, the mechanics of this game and the spirit behind it but let's talk about real quick just no you don't have to talk about it, but just it's worth mentioning the technical aspects of this game the sound is tight mm. the colors are bright and vivid and beautiful the graphics are amazing the cinematics are really good this game well obviously it's it's blizzard blizzard yeah. makes cinematic level games and they do it well so I'm, I'm happy about this but if we take a look back at just like these last few weeks we're getting some incredibly big games how many times does a fourth entry in a series still matter as much as Uncharted did? In fact, a lot of people say it's the best right. Right. so far. Granted, time helps and you know technology develops, but as far as just you know how just I mean, it's going to be um, in the conversation at the end of the year when we're talking games of the year for sure. Oh, yeah. Doom came out mm-hmm. not 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 a game of the year, but a very fun game. Um, this game just came out. Division's out right now. There's I mean, Mirror's Edge is coming real soon. I mean, oh, this is yeah. a great season right now that we're in for just some big heavy hidden games 
And I think that's the game that's going to be sucking up a lot of bandwidth over Xbox Live and the PlayStation Network and uh, on people's PCs is Overwatch is going to be um, the game to be reckoned with for quite some time. Yeah, I can see this having some staying power. Yeah, it's going to be a, a number one seller for Unlike quite. Titanfall, which you were Unlike mentioning before, Titanfall. right? Well, also because too, it could stale real quick, and this yeah. one doesn't feel like it will get stale. Yeah, the player base dropped off really fast on Titanfall. It and, did. And a lot of that, it too, did. is they paywalled a lot of their players with DLC, and it's like if you didn't have the DLC, you can't play with certain people, or you can't play these maps, obviously, whereas like Overwatch is like, hey, it's going to be free. All the new characters, all the new maps, it's all going to be And they're very free. upfront about that, which yeah. I really appreciate, not this like, oh, yeah. this mere shroud of secrecy as well dlc what are we going to get with the dlc and you earn your skins through you know and it encourages yeah, you I to like keep that. playing the loot boxes or whatever those are not loot crate they're not a sponsor of the show <laughs> they're a real however sponsor. if they want to uh, sponsor you guys hey we're up for it geeks love geeks right there you go again and we want to say congratulations to you kevin for getting an article published up on ign tell people where they can find it again or where they can find you uh, you can find it under the blog section on ign's website and look for superdova with a zero as the o hello everybody it is at this time in our recording where the random fandom tandem of brandon and brandon had just so much content because there's just so much good stuff out there in the world of geekiness that uh, we decided to split this recording in two. So keep listening for us and our friend and guest, Kevin, to talk about TV and some other things. And we'll do all that other fun stuff that we always do. So we're going to wrap this one up and make sure to look for part two on episode eight right below you.